Hello and welcome to Knights of the Roll Table, a special episode, Fur and Feathers, a Humblewood one-shot. Humblewood is produced by the Deck of Many, and it was funded in 2019 on Kickstarter, and I happened to come across a copy of the book. Um, so we thought it would be really fun. It's a role-playing game where you can play as birds and forest creatures. It's 5th edition compatible, so the rules are all pretty much the same. Uh, it's an adventure designed for levels 1 through 5, and it contains a brand new setting, new monsters, some new subclass options for bard and fighter, a bunch of new spells and some abilities, and a lot more. We thought it meshed really well with our style. It has a lot of fun adventure hooks. Uh, we kind of jump halfway into the to the campaign as level three characters. The art from the book is really amazing and, and some might say cute. Uh, so we highly recommend it. We had a lot of fun with it. Um, and this is something that we wanted to do during our uh, isolation time, as it were. So we hope you enjoy it. And now Fur and Feathers, a Humblewood one shot. On the eastern coast of a great continent lies a forest, vast between the mountain and the sea. Welcome to the Humblewood, an ancient and magical place that hums an endless song to the rhythm of life and death, a land where familiar beasts and birds grow to unusual sizes and trees can be as tall as mountains. In the early years, the humble folk and bird folk lived close to each other, but not all of them were cooperative. A group of marauders and brigands formed the Bandit Coalition, and the isolated villages were vulnerable to their attacks. To protect themselves, the bird folk started to make their cities inside the forest canopies and formed the Perch Guard, bringing peace and prosperity to the realm. Until recently, the series of fires have started raging with a strength not seen since the Great Calamity ages ago. Many forest dwellers flock to the trees for protection, thinking the bandits responsible, while others feel like the bird folk are failing to protect them and end up joining the bandits. While there are some humble folk and bird folk that believe that they can live in harmony, many believe coexistence is now fruitless. Can these two factions of civilization come together? This is where we come in. <laughs> Go find out. We begin with running. You see two feet, fast, fast breaths. The two feet are white socked, fur covered feet. Panning out, we see a vulpin female, a fox like creature with studied leather armor and a short sword at her hip and a bushy red and white tail. She's running very fast. And about 30 feet behind her is another creature, but this is a bird, a bird folk with very long legs. Jen, can you describe your character, please? Uh, so, uh, Ethel Lane uh, looks like an ostrich. She is wearing uh, full uh, armor. <laughs> and uh, she's uh, just doing the best that she can. Ethel, okay. Ethel, yes. Ethel's <laughs> the ostrich. The female vulpin says, You took out my squad. Why do you need me? Perhaps we can talk about this. <laughs> and Ethel continues to chase, but she is running with incredible speed. Yet she's still moving like she knows every open space between the roots and brambles. Continuing to run, there's a good distance in front of you, Ethel, 
you notice that the female Vulpin has a smile on her face, and then she comes to a skidding halt, kicking up some leaves and dirt in the process. In front of her stands a tall, formidable avian specimen. Jeff, can you describe your character, please? Yes, my character is named Desdemona Briggs, and she is a secretary bird. So she has really long legs and uh, uh, like an eagle face with some uh, uh, interesting plumage coming out the back with red and yellow uh, feathers. If you haven't ever seen a secretary bird, highly recommend you Google it because they're absolutely ridiculous. So yeah, tall, slender, and um, wearing uh, chainmail armor and uh, a little badge, shiny badge, right on the front. So stop nice. right there, City Watch. Ah, Desdemona and Ethel make a uh, history check for me. That's a nine. A Twenty. Desdemona, uh, you recognize this from the from the wanted poster. This person is in fact the wanted Vulpin bandit captain named Frey Meridian. And Frey Meridian, is, I command you to stop in the name of the law. You're making a mistake. The city of Aldehot will fall. And she draws out her sword. Now, uh, as she does this, she notices on the right side, blocking one of her outlets, is another bird folk. Zach, can you describe your character? My character's name is Warbles. Warbles has uh, some warrior equipment, a lyre, string instrument, and Warbles is a Sarah Luma, which is uh, more dove-like. Sables are more pigeon-like, and Sarahs are white doves, and he has a ruff of feathers around his neck that's all electric blue and canary yellow, and he's dressed in a generally jaunty and eccentric manner. Manner and uh, that's Warbles. Hello, right. what's going on here? <laughs> Warbles comes in on the right side, and then on the left side, you see another dark bird. Uh, Matt, can you describe your? Yeah, uh, my character's name is Korax Shadow Plume. Uh, he is a uh, a raven clad in studded leather armor, a corvum, uh, dark corvum specifically. If you want to research in your Humblewood book, but he's a raven. <laughs> he's got a nice. short sword and a dagger. Nice. Uh, so after seeing the four of you, Frey um, it, it still has her short sword and she says, listen, uh, maybe we can talk about this. I, you took out my, my other team members I, I i don't have anything you could want you, i mean i don't know we just uh, want you to face justice uh, and then she says okay well fine but i'm only talking to the perch guard in alderhart i'm not telling you anything and she puts down her sword no i think that is agreeable Meridian, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say and do can be against <laughs> you in the court of law, et cetera, et cetera. Korax will go pick up the sword. 
Okay, um, so you notice the short sword is, uh, it's it's a beautiful crafted short sword. It has a rose insignia on it. If you sold it, it would probably be worth uh, a lot, but um, go ahead and make a wisdom check. Wisdom. Korax. Uh, nine. Nine. Okay, yeah. It looks very pretty, and you may have seen the same kind of rose symbol uh before but you're not quite sure where anyone recognize this this symbol and he holds up the sword to everyone else can i see if i recognize it yeah um go ahead and everybody else make a wisdom check oh no that's uh it's a four <laughs> it's a three i am pretty sure that is a rose 18 ah okay Warbles so things. Warbles uh, actually does recognize this. Um, the other ones uh, just think that this is a very pretty rose. But Warbles, you actually recognize this rose as the insignia of a bandit captain. Um, it is only given to bandit captains and on their swords. Um, so the sword would actually come in handy um, if you were to use it um, whenever you talk to another bandit um, as more of a sort of a negotiation cap uh, tactic. All right. I relay Any, that information. Anything else that you guys want to do before heading out to Alterheart? I'll just hang on to this sword. Thank you. Now, hold on. That evidence, that has to go uh, with the perp, okay? Let's set a perimeter and scout for extra evidence, okay? We want to get anything that has uh, thumbprints on it, and we want to scour the area and look for additional paraphernalia. Desdemona, literally none of us have thumbs. Uh, you can have my sword instead. You, you do. You do have thumbs, actually. I mean, you have you have sort of, the the creatures that you are. You are a little bit different than regular birds, so you're actually able to hold oh, with fine. like feather thumbs um, and stuff like that. So um, I would love it if you were just full birds, though. Desdemona, make a investigation check. Oh, gladly. Nineteen. Okay, so. Because you were chasing her, you don't really find anything here. Mm. Um, you do find on her, um, as you kind of you give her a kind of like a little search, um, you find uh, that she's wearing leather armor, but it's pretty obviously stolen. It, it's not quite her size. Um, you find a, a brooch that she's wearing um, that you can take if you like. And then there's also a bronze ring, which is studded with rubies. Mm, more evidence. We'll have to enter this in when we get back to the station. Okay. Maybe that could go away and just disappear. That seems like it would be worth a pretty penny. Well, you cannot sell that. It does not belong to you. It does now. Yeah, that is not how ownership works. All right. As a note, you know, it's about midday and your goal, um, now the bandits that uh, Frey was talking about, you actually pretty sure that they're dead. Um, there are a couple of hundred feet uh, back in the opposite direction that uh, Ethel was running, that Frey came from. You guys took them out and sort of, because you've been working together, have come up with a way to sort of flank people that were running. So that's how you're able to do that. Um, you know that uh, the, the city of Alderheart is only a couple hours away, and you could probably make it there before nightfall if you were to leave. Or you could um, head back to the town of Winnowing Reach, and you guys know that there is a bounty, and and the people at the Perch Guard would probably pay for for Frey being turned in. 
I believe that the best justice is that which is served expeditiously, so I would make a movement that we should take her to uh, Alderheart as soon as possible. Well said, Ethel. I agree. To justice! So, uh, your party of bird folk, uh, along with the Volk- Vulpen captain that you have captured, Frey Meridian, make your way to Alderheart. You're fairly confident that you'll get a good bounty on Frey. She's been wanted for the better part of a year. And as an adventuring party, you've made a name for yourselves around the town of Meadowfen and Ashborough, stopping bandits and thieves along the outside roads. But Frey Meridian is by far the most well-known of any of your captives. So right before dusk, uh, you have traveled. Nothing really bad on this part of the road because it's closer to Alderheart. It's well-protected. Um, you make your way uh, into the kind of the outer reaches of Alderheart. And Alderheart is an enormous tree which whose branches block out the sunlight for at least a mile up. Uh, the tree itself contains a sprawling city hosting bird folk and humble folk alike. The underfall, where the roots are, finds lower-class poverty-stricken refugees. Oh. Above it is the bright hollows, where the humble folk live in simple homes, lit by sunlight through windows in the bark. Uh, after you make your way up through a winding stairway through the trunk market, using systems of pulleys, platforms, and bridges, you make your way to the upper canopy, and finally, the perch guard headquarters. Oh okay. my gosh. <laughs> There's um, people... There are duck people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Once you get to the perch guard headquarters, you're met by a stocky perch captain wearing a teal blue armor and a rounded helmet with some feathers on the top. He introduces himself as Gilliam. He is a strig, which is kind of like a little barn owl. uh, And he is kind of like a a guard. Uh, I can't thank you enough for this one. She's been a slippery one. We'll take her from here. The clerk will be out in a few minutes with your bounty. Oh, thank you, Captain. It's been an honor serving you and uh, so happy to help the realm. Is it possible now that my um, application for the officership could maybe get a second look at uh, at some point? Uh, Desdemona, we've been through this. We're not currently hiring, but uh, if you go through the proper channels, we'll keep the file on hand. Uh, should something pop up, I promise. And as he's saying this, there's actually another door in the waiting room that opens. Um, and you see uh, a short raptor guard, uh, kind of a hawk comes out and he's talking to another humanoid, but this is not a bird folk. It's actually kind of, uh, well, I'm going to let David describe himself. Um, it is a, uh, what you would refer to as a hedge, um, but he is a porcupine. His, uh, the spines are, uh, pretty, like uh, pretty disorganized. Like they were all put in, into different parts, like a, like a bad magic trick. <laughs> like the swords were stabbed into this basket. Uh, and, uh, and he has these like kind of crazed eyes. Um, uh, like he hasn't gotten sleep in a few days. <clears throat> and uh, he's wearing like a, uh, what clothing he's wearing is like piecemeal sort of just threw it on. And it's kind of just attached to like a, a porcupine, like, like spike. And it's just like, ah, yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. Great. All right. Great. Um, and, uh, and uh, that's uh, my name's Aerith uh, prickle pants. <laughs> <laughs> 
Prickle yes. Hands. Yes. Um, and so you see this little hawk uh, raptor um, say, uh, uh, thank you for the information, Mr. Pricklepants. We'll be in touch if we need anything else from you. Um, oh, of course, of course. Uh, thank I, you. I, I, I wouldn't maybe leave the city. Just wait here until this, uh, uh, in this fully stocked waiting room, there's some refreshments. And the clerk will hand you some information about where you can stay for the night. Sort of a, a per diem, if you will, for giving us the information. We appreciate it. Good, thank you. I'm, I'm not being detained or anything, am I? I'm, I'm no, not, no, uh, you're free to go. Just I wouldn't leave the city, uh, just in case we need have more questions for you. And got it, as, got it, got it. as he's saying that, um, uh, Gilliam, who has has his hands or um, his feathers hands on on Frey, uh, Frey the Vulpin instantly notices you, uh, Aerith, and sneers, "Traitor! I should have known." How much did they pay you for turning your back to the cause? Oh, wouldn't you like to know? Wouldn't you? Probably more than you would ever pay me. And she kind of lunges at you. She's like kind of shoulder checks you. But, and, uh, and Gilliam says, hold on there. Easy now. Come on. Nothing to see. Come on. And he, and he escorts her into the back and the door shuts. And so now um, the five of you are in this waiting room. You're waiting, both waiting for the clerk for various reasons. And um, there's some places to sit. There's also some um, some uh, uh, nuts and some water that you can refresh yourself with and some seeds. <laughs> uh, Korax will walk over to the little <laughs> hedge. Hop over, I guess. Uh, and he'll say... Did I hear that you used to be a part of the bandits? Yes, but not, I mean, it was just really for the money. And so they didn't, you know, they didn't kill us, but uh, I'm not, I'm not in it anymore. I I was in a, I was in a similar situation. It's good. You got out as well. I too am often things for the money. And so people don't kill me. Tell us your story, friend. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's really about it. Um, I, I, uh, I mostly, um, just tried to, you know, did some muscle work for them and, uh, and now, uh, wasn't getting paid enough. I pull out my lyre and start being, I start being like, mostly did muscle work and just like <laughs> oh, oh wow tells the story like put it to some then they sort of paid us you're you're really good oh thank you continue you're my oh, new I, <laughs> I mean there's not really much else to to talk there's about there's not really I, much else to talk about <laughs> <laughs> um i don't really know any of you but um they did um he the bandits rather aren't, uh, disheveled like he was dressed by a hurricane, but we'll hang out with him anyway because there's nothing else to do. Continue. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Um, yes, thank you. They did. Um, they're uh, some of the bandits. They took my sister. Oh, okay. they took your sister. Yes. Yes. And they're. Uh, Where is she now? Well, that's the thing. They're holding her at the uh, what I think is the bandit uh, headquarters. I never got there. I was kind of, uh, you know, in one of the one of the outlet stores, you know. 
Uh, over by the snack table, like Ethel has been chowing down on on snacks and stuff, and she kind of her head perks up out of the the seed bin, <laughs> and she says, "That's really sad. Family is really important." Ooh, yes, squad meeting, squad, squad meeting. Oh, I'll, I'll walk. O- I walk over to the refreshments while they're like squad meeting. <laughs> that was, that was just so you know the table is a mess. <laughs> yeah, guys. What? A kidnapping is what could break break me in. Anybody pick up a bed, but a, solving a king, that's what's going to get me on the force. We can help Mr. Pricklepants, but what's in what? it for us? Well, the goodness of our hearts for helping someone, of course. Uh, Making the world a better place. That doesn't sound like that comes with money. Well, money isn't yeah, everything. I'm sure there's money somewhere. Bandits have money. We can if I am that's the right. proper owner, I can consider that. I mean, that's yeah. I I don't really have any money to offer, but I mean, hey, you weren't supposed I mean, to be listening in. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I I I kind of snuck. It's a very over. small I, room. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> and it's, it's mostly <laughs> seeds. I have a hard time, like you know, grabbing onto those. So I don't. I can't really eat anything over there. Should we help this poor hedge find his last sister? As you're about to answer, <laughs> you hear this kind of. <laughs> Uh, explosion, Arr. boom! Uh, coming from the room that the um, soldier took uh, Frey uh, into, sort of like down, maybe a few rooms down. Uh, you just hear like a big boom, and and the the whole building kind of shakes. Um, there's even a little bit of dust that comes out from one of the corners, um, hmm. and you just hear bandits, bandits! They've taken her! They've taken her! Oh no! Did someone else get kidnapped? No, they probably came to take um to take Frey. Frey got she's, kidnapped. She's, she's rather important, so they probably Ethel Frey's the bad person. Technically, it's not kidnapping. It's it's a prison. If Somebody anything, help. we kidnapped her. All well, right, let's, well, let's go, go over on. there, and I'm going to use my ostrichy running powers to go run in. Okay, so you go through the um through the waiting room door um and. There's as soon as you open up, you see a hallway and there's uh, it's kind of like chaos on the other side. There's a bunch of uh, dust, a cloud of smoke. There's people kind of running back and forth. There's a couple of um, bodies on the floor, kind of unconscious you know, or, or like rubbing their temples. There's a couple of feathers um, uh, floating around. And you also see a room um, in the back um, um, with the door open. You can see through the door and there's a big hole in the wall and and also a bunch of kind of uh, smoke and dust back there. Uh, I'm going to run into the hole. <laughs> OK, so is anybody else following? I will follow as well. Yeah, yeah I'll go. Yeah. OK, so everybody's running. We Freeze are going to move officers <laughs> of the law. Technically, well, on the side of the law, not officially okay. in any capacity by the government, we but it is we are good people. You run out to Desdemona. <laughs> you run out to the back room, and you and you see Gilliam, and he's uh, on the floor, and he's kind of holding his head, and he says, "They took our bandits. They took Frey. They, they went that way." And he points out the the, the big hole, and um, I'll I'll catch up in a minute. But if you can get them, please, please, you have to stop her. 
I'm running. Okay, so all of you are running. Uh, we are going to have a skill challenge. <laughs> this is a chase uh, to see if you can catch up with Frey. Um, so uh, if you can think of a realistic way in which you can use any of your skills to that you're proficient in, the skills that you're proficient in, I'll allow you to roll those and to make some progress. But only you can only use each one of these skills once during the skill Perfect. challenge. I'm not going to tell. Yeah, once per person. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how many obstacles there are, but there will be a couple of obstacles along the way with different difficulty levels, and um, and we'll see how it how you deal with it. Okay, so you are running forward. You run through the hole. All of you are kind of uh, chasing. You see a couple of figures uh, way ahead of you, and one of them is Frey. And there looks like there's two other um, slightly shorter uh, figures. You can't quite tell from this distance. Uh, what exactly uh, what race they are but they leap up a building uh, on the side of the building you can't quite tell why there's people kind of in the road and you're, they're dodging in between and you finally get to the building that they have run up they've already gone and there's um, a, a couple of rope ladders that they've attached to the top of the building what do you do my eyes are on Frey who's in front so she's already like uh, they they went up on the top of the roof and already they've already like they've done? yeah they've already crested the roof they've they've ah. they had about like 120 feet ahead of you so there's a couple of ropes that looks like they used as sort of like grappling hook ropes and uh, what do you guys do? I'd like to use my athletics, okay, to fling myself up and grab the rope so that I can climb up and pursue. Okay, so um, go ahead and make a athletics roll. That's an 18 plus 5, so that's a 23. Okay, that'll do it. So you also have talons that you can use as an, as an ostrich. So you use you have an amazing speed and pretty strong legs, so you're able to jump up. You jump up about half of this height, which is about 16 feet, and uh, you're able to scurry with your talons. <laughs> And you pull yourself up. And as the rest of your party comes, you're able to stabilize the ropes enough. And as uh, they each kind of make their way up the ropes, you continue on. So you have passed the first obstacle. Are they running across roofs now, like rooftops? Well, as you see, um, as soon as all of you get up to that roof, you see this is a pretty long building. And as you kind of have crested the top of the the roof you see the three uh figures drop down on the far far side of like another building so you give chase and you're running you you it, there's a shot of all of you like from underneath like jumping over the little gap in between the buildings like kind of jumping like huh, you know and then uh and then you each leap down uh on top of that uh on the road from the second building and there is a large crowd of people you have entered the crowded uh trunk market area and there's a bunch of people there's shops there's kind of vendors there's people going seed seed who wants some seed corn fresh corn Corn, uh, street corn. Um, who wants who wants this uh, water bottle? Maggots. <laughs> you know, <I> don't know. <laughs> maggots, fresh maggots, uh, fresh earthworms. Ooh, earthworms. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, it's Ooh. quite a delicacy because um, it's you're you're very high up and there's not a lot yeah. of earthworms. So freshly imported. Uh, so um, there is a crowd of folk, and uh, you notice to your right. Um, 
on the road, you actually see Frey, and you actually now you see the two other figures that she's with. It's these small kind of uh, mouse uh, folk type creatures and they have really big mouse ears um, and uh, one of them pulls out a sack of gold kind of winks at you and then uh, throws it up in the air and says free gold and then runs away and all these people kind of oh, oh you know are uh, suddenly attracted to the gold and start crowding the street uh, exactly where you need to go so what would you like to do can I can I use can I parkour my way through this and I'll use my my acrobatics Okay, uh, go ahead and give me an acrobatics roll. Only if you yell parkour while you're doing it. I am absolutely yelling that. Parkour! Uh, 16, 3, 19. 19 will do it. Okay, so um, you see, like, um, one of those wooden carts, and above that there's a wagon, and above that there's, like, a awning that is covering um, a couple of apples and oranges at a fruit stand, and you're able to go... Kind of jump off and then bounce off the awning, do a flip and then land on the other side of the crowd, and you're like, "Come on, guys!" <laughs> One and jump. The rest that. of you notice that this hedge is incredibly agile, and, um, and he's just been kind of leaping over stuff. So, uh, your your new kind of ally that you've been talking to, and that gives you enough inspiration to sort of take the same route. Um, everybody, give me an acrobatics check. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Eight. Oh, 16. sixteen. Eight as well. Okay, so um, uh, Ethel and Korax, you're able to kind of follow the path from uh, Aerith and. Uh, Desdemona and Warbles, um, you start to do that. You actually bounce the opposite direction when you hit the <laughs> the awning and you fall into the group of people picking up gold and they're all like, oh, that's my gold. And it kind of slows you down a little bit. Ooh, free gold. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, you pick up, uh, let's say... <laughs> You, you you pick up uh, four pieces of gold. Yes. Ooh. Stop it! There's okay. no time. We get mine. But you have lost a couple of uh, seconds. Uh, so um, the rest of you run down the road. You actually notice the gerbeen um, uh, turn around a corner to the left, and you follow them. And as you round the corner, uh, you actually see Frey darting ahead. She's way up in front, and she kind of runs ahead, and the two Jerbeen have stopped and they have pulled their swords and I need everybody to roll initiative. <gasps> All right. They did not roll that well. So um, Warbles, you are actually up first. You see these two uh, little, um, and when I say little, you know, they're, they're humanoid size. So they're, they're actually like about three and a half feet. Um, uh, these little kind of mouse guys. And they're like, pulling their short swords out and they're standing there blocking the path um, and you see Frey in the distance continuing to run. So Warbles is up first, followed by Desdemona. I want to run up to them in between them and cast Thunder Wave which okay. is successful would throw each of them off to the side so we can follow uh, <laughs> Frey. Okay, uh, what would you, what do they have to roll for that? They're going to roll constitution saving throws. Uh, it's a 15 and a 2. So I'm assuming one of them fails. Yeah, save is 13. Okay, so one of them is pushed aside against the wall. Boom, knocked unconscious. Boom. Um, 
And the other one is kind of like pushed back a couple feet, but stands her ground and says, <laughs> So he'll take half damage, but not be thrown 1d8. Okay. And I'll say, step aside. This isn't worth your life. And you hear the gerbine say, I have to protect my master. And she will uh, hold her position. Does that conclude your turn? Yes. Okay. Uh, Desdemona, you're up. Going to uh, clutch her uh, badge and say, Freeze in the name of the law. Cast person uh, on them. On Frey. Um, uh, Frey, what's the distance on hold person? Let us find out. 60 feet. Okay, she's she's about um, 200 feet in, uh, away from you. Oh, well. So you wouldn't do I that. I wouldn't do that. Um, the one that didn't move, uh, same thing. Uh, I'll come up and I'll say, step aside, and I will cast Hand of Radiant. <laughs> uh, oh. What does that do? It's a it's a evocation hit cantrip. Okay, another con save. Con save, DC twelve. So that's gonna fail. So it's gonna take one d six radiant damage. Okay. Uh, a pew, a pew pew four. Okay, it it uh, takes this damage um, from on high, and it kind of. Uh, gets shot in the side and it kneels down and it says, ah, oh, that hurt. Ah. And um, it's enough where um, it's not quite prone, but she falls down uh, on her knee and you're able, if you want to, you could probably in the moment uh, get by this uh, gerbine if you move and fast. I will. I will. Okay. <laughs> so Des- Desdemona travels forward. Have we named ourselves? Do people call it? I don't know. Do you? Folks? Corax and friends. <laughs> <laughs> the Dave Matthews band. <laughs> the feather friends. Death squawk. <laughs> Not all of those have feathers. Death squawk. <laughs> I like death squawk though. <laughs> well, you, you, earlier you, Hello, everyone. Earlier you did say uh, squad, squad huddle, squad huddle. So maybe it's something with squad in the. No, it's death squawk. Death squawk. It was yep. squawk. It's you squawk. misheard it. It was squawk huddle. Yeah. Minor retcon How do you spell squawk? Why doesn't it look right when I write it down? It's a weird word So I say, let's go everyone Remember on this day, you've been spared by Death Squawk Except for We will will work on that That sounds very cool guys, I like that (laughs) Except for Aerith who's like, what? (laughs) Yeah, they just call us the bandits (laughs) (laughs) Right all right, so uh, all of you continue to follow. Um, now you've hit an area of the road, which goes downhill. Um, you see um, Frey jump on a cart. She takes out a little wedge um, that's holding the wheel from rolling, and she jumps on the back of the cart, and it starts rolling down the hill, gaining speed. Uh, she starts rolling down. What would you guys like to do? Someone that has not used a skill challenge yet. Well, none of my skills will help against that. How far is she? Right now, she's still about 120 feet in front of you. Oh wait! She didn't intimidate the wheel to make it. I'm sound. gonna I'm gonna use deception to convince to try to convince her that that didn't work. <laughs> so that she so that she stops and turns around and and tries to fix. It. Uh, okay, uh, roll you, you a. Missed. <laughs> <laughs> Roll a deception check. 
Natural 20. Oh my yeah. god. Wow. Plus two twenty-two. So what do you Wait, say to one. convince her? I believe you. Uh, <laughs> what do you say? Axel say there's another there's another wheel stopper on the other wheel that didn't work. <laughs> and yell this out and she's so confused she turns and as she turns um her sword uh is kind of caught on the handle that she grabbed <laughs> and it turns the wagon to the point where the wagon turns on the side it's going really fast and it kind of does like a and then topples over but she's pretty um savvy so let's see if she can catch herself rolling off the side here yep she rolled a 19 so um She's able to kind of do an acrobatics roll as the cart kind of, you know, uh, turns on its side and then she rolls off to the side, kind of looks back at you and then keeps running off to the side. Uh, now you're getting into the area of the altar heart, which is called the branches. It's sort of like the upper crust. A lot of nice houses are, are here, um, but it's also the, the streets become a little narrower and um, beyond the branches uh, beyond the houses themselves, uh, you can see patches of sunlight and you know that it's getting a little bit thinner um, to where you have to kind of watch your footing going too far too fast. So for the rest, for the next part of this, this is considered difficult terrain. Sorry, is she still in the cart or she's on? She's off the cart. She's running on foot. Um, so she's about 100 feet in front of you now. And you're running into the, the branches. And you go past the cart where she uh, was on. And uh, I need everybody to make a perception check for me, please. This is not my jam. Uh-oh. 13 for Corax. 11 for Ethel. 4. 3. 19 for Death and Mona. Not the worst. Okay. None of you are able to see where she went, but Desdemona, I think you were the highest. So you actually notice, you don't see Frey, but you notice between two of the houses, a gate sort of go. Mm, A clue that way. (laughs) Okay. So you, you guys follow in between this gate. Um, it's in between these two private houses. You see uh, these back uh, backyard area of one of the uh, little kind of perch perches um, from the uh, kind of an upper class family. And beyond a, a little hedge, there's nothing. It's it just it's sky. It's it's air, and it, and it's a big drop. Um, right in front of that, you see Frey, and she is actually um, next to her are two. Uh, Mopox, uh, which are sort of like a raccoon looking c- creature. Um, and they pull their swords and they look at you. And uh, next to Frey, uh, or behind Frey rather, there is a big, bigger than her, about seven feet tall vulture looking uh, bird. And he looks really rough and he's got this kind of black vest on. He's like, and he's starting to kind of warm up his wings a little bit. And Frey is putting on a harness. What would you guys like to do? This is your final obstacle. I'm going to... Oh, wait. Do we have to use one of our skills? <laughs> no. Well, this the skill challenge is now over. Uh, you've been successful in the skill challenge. Yay! Yay! I'm going to uh, throw a dagger. I'm going to throw a dagger at the vulture then. Actually, let's have everybody roll initiative again because it's a new encounter. That's worse. 
I rolled worse. <laughs> oh, dear. Frey goes first. She continues to put on her harness and she kind of starts linking up something to the giant vulture creature that's um, that's behind her. That's pretty much her turn. And she kind of motions to the two Mopok bandits uh, that are uh, next to her and says, hold them back. And um, and that's her turn. So Warbles, it's now your turn. I will cast fairy fire on the lot of lighting them up with blue light and giving a tax advantage upon them. Oh, okay. Fairy fire is cast. Did they have to roll anything to? Nope, just happens. Okay, boom. Wait, sorry. Outline and light <laughs> if it fails the dexterity saving throw. Dexterity saving throws for all against 13. All right, so uh, Frey rolled a four. That's going to fail. Yeah. Seven and a 16. So um, one of the Mopox succeeds, mm-hmm. but the other ones fail. So who passed? Uh, one of the r- little raccoon Mopox creatures. Insignificant. It kind of rolled out of the way, but the other ones are coated in a what color light? Blue. Blue light. Okay. Aerith, it's your turn. Um, this harness, is it, uh, is there a rope to it or is there like, or is the, it's like, the vulture, is the vulture just going to pick up this harness? And it's it's kind of like a, there, there, it's sort of like a safety harness um, where there's like think of like a carabiner that's yeah. attached or and it's um, like you don't know actually what's going to happen uh, but it looks like there's a harness around Frey and there's some sort of rope um, around the vulture creature around its uh, chest uh, I don't know is the <laughs> is the rope like like taut at this point or like it's it's not it's not super taut. It's snug. All right, all right. Well, then I'm just gonna throw my scimitar at the vulture. Okay. All right. Bye, bye, scimitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not traditionally a throwing weapon. We're in a tree. <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have six hundred feet below. A small child is impaled. Okay, so. Go ahead and um, it'll land handle up. It'll hand land like it'll just hit, it'll brain them. But I mean, it depends on the balance of the scimitar, really. Yeah. Go ahead and roll an attack. Uh oh boy. <laughs> uh, it's uh, plus four, six six total. <laughs> six will miss. So oh. <laughs> you throw a scimitar. Yeah. Um, it does not go off the edge. Uh, oh. But it goes it goes into the bush, which a couple of inches more uh, and it would have actually gone like. But, oh. but it actually goes and kind of gets stuck in the bush. So right now you could get it back. Sweet. I was hoping it would boomerang like an Aladdin, but I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Unless right. you have a magical sword. I don't know about it. <laughs> it hits you I in the eye. Yeah, all right. Before, but maybe this. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> yeah. next time. Uh, uh, Desdemona, you're up. And then followed by Ethel. Uh, how far away now is Frey and the, the vulture? Um, this is a very high class establishment um, of this house. Um, these people have a lot of money, so their backyard is pretty big. She's about um, 65 feet away. Shouldn't have told you how far it was. All right. Well, you can walk. <laughs> you can use movement. Close that distance. Fair point. I will uh, move uh, 
move close enough to I'm <laughs> six feet exactly. Uh, no, most most of the way there. I'm gonna cast command as a second level spell to try and get both the vulture and the uh, and Frey together. And I'm gonna say, uh, halt right there. That's an order, and cast <laughs> command. <laughs> And that is going to be for them a wisdom saving throw, DC twelve. Okay. Very excited. That'll be very that'll be for both of them. For both of them. Yeah. It's up to okay. a higher level. All right. This is like a throwing the sword gambit. Ah. <laughs> All right. Is it? You see, Frey, kind of look <gasps> at you, and she shakes her head a little bit and says. What are you trying to pull? And then she taps on the vulture and says, let's go. And the vulture just kind of looks at you and kind of. Nice. Nice. She says, what's the matter with you? Let's go. <laughs> Is that your turn? Yeah, yes, that's it. OK, now command. What, what was your command? Halt. Halt. OK, so it, it halted. And when it, how long does command last? Uh, at the beginning of its next turn, it can roll again. It can roll again. Okay, gotcha. Noted. Uh, Ethel, you're up, followed by Corex. I'm going to attempt to tackle Frey. Oh, to tackle her. Um, okay, so uh, what is your movement speed? Uh, 30, but I can also use my bonus action to dash. Okay. So dash, uh, yeah, you would be about, you would be five feet away from her, so you couldn't quite reach her. You could, you could range attack her if you wanted to. Fine, let's just let's just hit this lady. <laughs> I cannot allow you to leave right now. And uh, yeah, so I'm gonna attempt to attack her with my great sword. Okay, one attack. That's sixteen plus five, so twenty-one to hit. That hits. And that's going to be... Roll some damage. Six damage, and then I'm going to use... Uh, and we all have advantage because of the fairy fire, right? That's correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So six damage, and then I'm going to use my divine smite. Mm -hmm. And that's... So it's going to be uh, 17 damage total. With a long sword? Uh, great sword. Great sword. So Ethel comes up and then slashes across Frey, um, who tries to jump away, but, ah, you know, takes a blow to the chest and the arm and she just ah, kind of winces in pain. Um, you did, did some good damage to her. All right. Korax, you are up. All right. We're also um, 65 feet away. I'm going to take my 30 feet of movement and get so that I'm only 35 feet away. Okay. Uh, which isn't enough to attack. Uh, but then I'm going to use my bonus. Uh, I, I'm going to use my... Oh, well, I guess I could attack. I guess I could use my bonus to dash. Okay, so I use my bonus to dash. So then I'm five feet away, which doesn't help me at all. Uh, I'm a You're rogue, a rogue so right? I, I okay, got my so cunning action lets me do that. Um, and then I'm going to throw my dagger at uh, the vulture. Because I don't think I can. Wait a second. Jen, can do you, do you as a paladin have... Bonus action Remember dash, or is that? We talked about it because we pulled my glove. Oh, that's right. Lap, so it was an ostrich that's thing right. that we did. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. Okay. I got you, boo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just want to make sure because it was like two so. dashes in a row. No, I, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Movement, run, dash. But if I fall, I'm screwed. 
Right. <laughs> so. If you fall, I will catch you. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. No, you're way bigger than me. Uh, <laughs> okay, Matt. So you're running. Yeah. So I run. I use my bonus action to get a little bit closer, and then I chuck my uh, dagger at the, uh, the what's his face, the vulture guy. Uh, Nat twenty. Uh, nice. <laughs> that's two of those. Man. Uh, so what's that's three damage. That's even that's even with the two dice. <laughs> okay. Daggers don't do much damage. Vulture looks hurt. <laughs> and right. uh, if if possible, I would Wait, like did, to pull out another. I'm sorry. Another did you just one. attack the vulture? Yeah. Aww. Doesn't that undo the command? No. Not as far as I can tell. Um, it's it's only if um something that's friendly to the vulture attacks. And uh, if allowed, I'd like to pull out another dagger. I have five. Uh, you could pull out another dagger, yeah. All right, so short sword, dagger, and turn. Gotcha. All right. Uh, now it is one of the bandits' turn. Uh, the Mopak uh, pulls out a crossbow, and it's going to um, fire it at uh, Warbles, who was kind of the first one to do something um, suspicious. So it's going to shoot a crossbow at you. Uh, for 10 to hit. That's probably going to miss. Yeah. All right. So that misses. Um, the other bandit is going to pull out a short sword and try to hit. Uh, let's see. Who else is up there? Desdemona. Uh, rolled a five plus three is eight. So that's also going to miss. Uh-huh. Rats. Okay. Now the vulture is going and it's going to roll a con save. Try to break the command. So if it... So I think I misread it. So it only lasts one round, and it's this round since they failed. Okay. Yeah, so it's just this round. So it's still halted. It's still halting this. It has to do what I say this round. So I told it to halt, so it has to halt this round. But after this, it's free. So it's just kind of sitting there, and (laughs) it's not doing anything. All right. The bridge brings us back to Frey. Okay, she is going to, seeing that her... Um, Vulture is non-responsive. She's actually going to pull out. um, She doesn't have a scimitar, but she pulls out uh, a dagger. um, And she's going to attack twice. Uh, First, she's going to attack Aerith and throw a dagger at Aerith. That is a miss. Uh, That's going to miss with a 10. And the second one uh, at Ethel, and that's going to be a 23 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Okay. Oof. Dagger, but it's just a dagger. So it's going to do five damage, piercing damage. Yeesh. So she goes and then and throws the dagger going right into uh, your side, one of your wings, you know, on the side there. Oh, that that really hurt. <laughs> okay. Um, that's going to be her turn. Warbles, you are up. You know, in the old Bard College of the Road, a uh, old grizzled adventurer once taught me how to shoot an arrow. So he's going to use his armed combat lessons, which is part of his Bard features, and that's going to give him for 10 minutes the archery fighting style. He's going to shoot an arrow at the vulture. Nice. He's going to add his... Oh, that's a 20. At the vulture. Okay. Yeah. 
And the College of the Road, by the way, that's a Humblewood kind of unique thing. So <clears throat> some really cool stuff there. Love it. Yeah, the main feature is you can pick two, basically two people of other classes at some point have taught you a little bit about their class. I know a little bit of little tricks that I learned from an old druid, and I know a few tricks from an old fighter and a few other cool bard things. 20 will hit. Go ahead and give me some damage. So I'm going to add my bardic inspiration to the damage as part of that, which was a 6, so a total of 10. All right, Fulcher is not looking too happy. Kind of takes it, stands there, (laughs) just sitting there with no emotion. Uh, Aerith, it's your turn. Uh, how far away did my, my scimitar go? Oh, so your scimitar, it went past the vulture. Um, so it's, it's about, uh, did you move up to the, yeah, I moved my, I think I have 30 feet. Yeah. 25. So, I have 25 feet. So oh, that's 25. Yeah, that's right. yeah. Your legs are a little shorter <laughs> Yeah. as a porcupine. So you still have about 45 feet away from the uh, bushes where your sword is. I'll use I'll use my movement and my action to dash and close the gap and get my sword back. Okay, you can get there. All right. Oh. That's your action. All right. Ah! <laughs> Shing! Uh, Desdemona is up, followed by Ethel. Okay. Uh, all right, I'm going to run <coughs> the two... The two, two Mopox. Guys are still there. I want to attempt to run past them to get to Frey. Okay. So so you'll incur some opportunity attacks. You can run through them. You'll just have some opportunity attacks. Yes, let's do it. Okay. So they're going to attack you. Uh, 13 to hit. Misses. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and 17 to hit. Ooh, hits. Oh. Okay. Um, that's with the short sword. That's going to be four slashing damage. Hey. One of them goes, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is, that's assault. That's assaulting an officer. But you continue, you continue to run. And how far are you running? Uh, I'm going to run as, as far as I can. So my full movement, uh, 40 okay. if possible. Yeah, you get can reach to, to Frey. You can reach Frey, and you can reach um, the Vulture. All right. Uh, <coughs> let me... I'm going to try and grapple Frey. Uh, you're going to make a strength check. This is going to be a strength contest. This is not going to go well. <laughs> Desdemona's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop right there. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Six. Oh, she rolled a seven. <laughs> Just barely. She's like, get your hands off me. Well, you oh, still need to stop. More infuriating, if anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Ethel is up, followed by Korax. Okay. I want to uh, attempt as well to grapple Frey now okay. that I'm closer. All right. Um, ideally, like, I just want to, like, sit on her, like, as if she was an egg <laughs> in my nest. Like, right. I want to render her. Uh, roll for sitting. 
Yeah. No, there's another strength check. <laughs> Are you proficient in sinning? <laughs> uh, after this week, you bet your butt I am. Hey oh. no! <laughs> you get advantage <laughs> on okay. attacks. Well, so that would have been. This that is not an be... attack. Oh no! Oh, then you're screwed. <laughs> that was a six. Okay, she rolled a twenty-two. So you go to <laughs> put your. You go to put. Well, she rolled a twenty. She rolled a nat twenty. Um, and so you go to put That's your three. feather arms, uh, feather arms around her, and they're she kind of just. Um, well, I know, but but they're <laughs> they're humanoid arms. Shut up, Matt. <laughs> you got to put your feather arms. You know, they're arms with feathers on them and with with thumbs, by the way, and. She she kind of does that thing where her arms are at the side. She kind of like steps the side back towards back towards the vulture, and your momentum kind of carries you forward. Um, I need you to make a dexterity saving. Oh no! <laughs> oh, that's a four. <laughs> oh no! A four. Okay, you. Uh, take one step a little too far and you don't go over the edge, but you land in the bushes and your head, your long ostrich is now looking down several hundred feet off of the edge of this. Ooh, I do not like that. I do not like that. I do not like that. And you just see like if, if this were a movie, you'd see the camera go mm, <laughs> kind of zoom out. Uh, <laughs> so that's what you see. You're kind of in this um, prone position. In Can the I bush use my reaction to kind of pull or pull uh, pull Ethel back? Uh, you can on your turn. That that would be oh, considered well, action. Okay. All right, never mind. Forget that. Okay. Corax. I, I ain't helping anybody. Okay. Does does she <laughs> seem like she's gonna fall off right now, or she seems no? She's enough? she's kind of wedged in the bushes. I mean, she just kind of took one step too far. It's like she's I got a lot of neck, y'all. Like it's, but my mass is like in the badonkadonk, so I'm okay. But yeah, it's, it's scary. Her head is over the side. It's not. It's more like ah. I need to ditch these dice right now because they're failing me. I'm going to use my action to attack with my short sword. I'm going to attack Frey. You're going to attack Frey? Okay. Yeah, and Frey was hit by the fairy fire, right? She was. Okay. Uh, 20. Dirty 20. All right. Uh, That will hit. For (laughs) 7 damage. She tries to parry, but... um, with the, with a dagger, which is all she has. But um, how much damage? Seven. Seven. Okay. And then for my, assuming she's still up. <laughs> she's still up. Uh, with my bonus action, I will use my. I will, I will do my offhand attack with my dagger. Okay. Which will also with advantage. Oh, okay. Good to know. Oh, good because I would have missed otherwise. Uh, Twenty-three. Oh. Yeah, that hits. It's a, just a dagger, and I get no attack. I get no. I get no damage bonus. So. Oh, but I got a four. Yay! So another four damage. Okay, she is looking really kind of rough. Surrender. Um, <coughs> the perch guard will fall, and Alderheart is in the wrong. You just don't see it yet. It's the Mopox turn. Um, they are going to turn around. It's kind of seeing everybody is now attacking. Nobody's attacking them. They they feel so they feel so <laughs> left out. So they're gonna they're gonna turn around and seeing that you're doing damage to their um their who they're supposed to protect. They're going to make an attack at you. So fourteen to hit me. 
uh, yeah, sorry, um, to Corvax. Corvax. I have an AC of 15. Okay, so that misses. <clears throat> and then with, oh, that's a 17 plus 3. That's a dirty 20. That'll hit. Okay, that's the other one with the short sword um, is going to do four slashing damage Ow. from the back. Like, you don't Ow. see it coming. It's just, ah, ugh. Now it is the vulture's turn. Uh-oh. So the vulture has to make a con save, or is it just it just ends? It's it's free, yeah. Okay. It only had to do it the one command, yeah. All right. Let it go. So the vulture kind of goes, ah, what the, what? and then looks down at Frey, looks at you guys, spreads its wings, which are about fifteen feet wide. It's pretty big, and <laughs> leaps off, carrying Frey. Uh, who has this attachment um, kind of takes its claws around her body and starts gliding off of the branches and uh, goes into the fog and it moves uh, flying about 60 feet away (laughs) into the fog and they're gone. Hey everybody, this is Chris Daly, your Dungeon Master for the Humblewood One-Shot Fur and Feathers. We hope that as you're listening to this, it finds you doing as well as you can be, but we hope that you are well, we hope your friends and family are well, and we hope that this provides you a little bit more of an escape. First and foremost, we want to say that we are working on the rest of Season 3. We've found some ways to improve our audio recording. Um, You might be listening to this and say like, you know, that their audio is not as good. Uh, This is the first time that we've recorded not in the same room and the audio is less than ideal in this particular one. This was kind of an experiment. So I apologize for some of the distorted sounds, some pops, some cut off words. I think there's a TV in the background at some point. Uh, Episode two actually even has some missing sections. So you'll get to that (laughs) next week. But um, we... We really uh, thank you for listening to The One Shot. If you like and want to support us, the best thing you can do is leave us a review and a rating on iTunes or whatever podcast service that you listen to the show on. Visit us on Instagram and Twitter at Rolled Table. Um, a lot of the music that's in the background of this particular One Shot is provided by Weston, who um, is not in the episode because he just had a baby, um, but uh, he has been composing a lot of really cool music that you can use for your campaign. Check out Arcane Anthems on Patreon, and there's a lot of really cool stuff you can download for free, and if you want to support Weston, you can um, support his Patreon. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll get back to the action, and um, remember to stay inside and make life an adventure. The two Mopoks kind of look at all of you, and they... They start slowly backing away. <laughs> Freeze, you two are under arrest for aiding and abetting a known fugitive of the state. Okay, so, uh, we surrender. All right. They, they, they put their swords down. Do you right. uh, know where they went? We should go after them. We, we don't we don't know. We, we, we don't we don't want to talk to you. Do I feel like I have an idea about where? They like if I jumped off the cliff and gl- glided down, would I feel like I know the direction <laughs> that they were headed, or would it just be a total crapshoot? Um, you can make a nature check for me. Nature, okay. 
the nine. Uh, you know the direction they're going in, but it's now that they're in the fog and the clouds, um, they could turn. It's hard to tell um, at this high up. It's, you know, they have enough momentum where they could kind of circle the tree a couple times if they wanted to. So uh, it, it's really hard. To but you do have um, uh, uh, Aerith, who is with you and who mentioned something about... Um, uh, knowing, you know, about bandits. Um, yes, I am. Um, I, like I said, I've never been there, but I do know um, that their headquarters is um, somewhere. Hang on, somewhere in the mountains. Got to look it up. <laughs> David's an idiot and can't remember. Aerith knows it perfectly. Yeah. It's the it's the, the crest, crest mountains. mountains. The crest mountains. Uh, the third spire of the crest mountains. Pretty sure. That's Corex. what I was telling. Uh, that's what I was telling your uh, your uh, senior officers earlier. Corax looks like he wants to jump off and chase him, but decides better of it. Ethel yeah. like <laughs> picks herself up and scooches very quickly away from the edge. Yeah, there's probably a better way to chase them, mate. Uh, Warble says, you know, you all, they were lit up blue. You could have just all shot things at them. Uh, they they would, have been, would have been fine. And you two, pointing at the two bandits. What was your plan? No foreigners on you. You were just going to sacrifice yourself valiantly and then join us. Or we can just throw you off the side after your friend. Warble's make a persuasion check. <laughs> 23. Oh, um, they said... Oh, you're a colorful character. Uh, uh, we'll talk to uh, Well, we were just told to kind of wait here. And uh, if anybody imprisoned, we would help break them out. And so that's what we did. And um, I don't know where they went. Do you Do you know? Nope. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. How, how did you expect to get paid, you two? Look, it, the, the, the Bandit Coalition is standing up for humble folk rights. You should know that, Mr. Hedge. No, they're not. They're they're going to take they're going to take your family, and they're going to take everything you have. And clearly, they already took advantage of you. Desmo, oh. do you want to do your pretend arrest thing with these two? It's a real arrest. It's a citizen's <laughs> arrest. Okay, and it well, counts. Go ahead. All right, go ahead. All right. Now she gets out her manacles, <laughs> <laughs> puts All right. puts it on their hands. All right, let's so, get them back to uh, the captain. So, uh, you guys take the Mopox back to, uh, perch guard building, which is now at this point, um, after you kind of make your way back, um, there are people that are starting to clean up the rubble and, you know, sweep up some of the destruction that happened on the side. There was clearly some sort of an explosion that, that broke these guys out. There's a little bit of fire that's been put out now. Um, and you talk to Gilliam and he's, um, Oh, well, I'm terribly sorry about that. I, they, these bandits are becoming a real problem, and this is the last straw. I mean, that we we had a perfectly good uh, informant, and and was gonna she she was gonna talk. We had her ready to talk, and and she got away. They must have really wanted her back. So, I mean, I don't know what to do. We we have to do something about these bandits. We got we got to cut them off at the head, man. Yeah, cut off their head. You know, we're going to still expect our fee from capturing her the first time. But if you'd oh. like to go out again and have us capture her again for fee, then we can have. Well, no, you're, you're right. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I will give you the fee. Uh, 
uh, which is uh, 40 gold. Uh, so I will give that to you guys. Um, but if you're able to, if you're able to stop the, the head, the bandit general, uh, if you can find her and, and, and stop her, um, that would be, I mean, uh, that might stop all of the bandit problem. I mean, well, Hey, uh, Mr. Uh, Prickle Pants, um, uh, you, we, we've had some information from you. I mean, you used to be in the bandits. Don't, don't you know the, don't you know the name of the general? Uh, would I? <laughs> you've, you've heard, um, so you heard, you actually haven't met her, but you've heard her name, which is Benna Saradin. Uh, Benna Saradin is is the bandit general um never met her uh she doesn't come out to the outposts all that often yeah i mean there's only rumors but um i mean that that's the person in charge if you guys could stop uh that would be great i i I gotta clean up a mess here but i will pay you double uh the finder's fee um 80 gold if you guys either bring her back alive or kill her Dead or alive, I like it. Well, if we go now, maybe we can stop other people from getting hurt. That's true. Be much obliged, I, and I will tell the, I will tell the Alderheart Council directly of your heroic. So you want us to cut off this General Saradin's head? Uh, no, I didn't say cut off her head. I mean that that's uh that's barbaric. Uh, is I mean, it a, is it a bonus if we do that? You know, I can't promise that. Um, uh, please don't bring back uh, the head of the general. That would be kind of uh, gruesome. But uh, you can bring back proof that you actually stopped her. I mean, you can't just come back and say, "Yeah, hey, we did it and not have any proof. So um, if you don't bring back the body, I, I need the sword. You can really and, only take that if she's dead. So that's pretty good pr- proof. I like pretty that. much. Well, I had I had Frey's sword earlier, and she's not dead. Oh, now that might come in handy for you because you know what you can do with that is if you're able to talk to anybody that's in the uh, Bandit Coalition, and uh, Mr. Prickle Pants, you would know this. Anybody that's in the Bandit Coalition, if they see somebody with that sword, they they would know that they're a captain in the uh, Bandits, oh. so that they they will probably trust you a little bit more. Now it might not last a long time, but but you can definitely. Uh, coerce a couple of people at least initially um oh and let me give you this and he gives Um, you guys real quick uh with my background as a bandit defector would i also know these things oh you bandit defector too (laughs) yeah yeah so you would know some of these things you would know a little bit about between the two of you between you and Aerith, you would kind of put together some things so he gives you from people that they've arrested uh, a couple of outfits of bandit outfits cool like hoods and cloaks and things like that a couple of symbols to actually fit me yes there there were some there were some that were like uh on bigger uh, animals and uh bigger birds and humble folk and stuff like that so yeah there's some that between between all of you they have enough they've uh, they've arrested enough people over the over the past couple years that they have at least one outfit that would fit all yeah, and I have a disguise kit, so I could help make it. Yeah, I could help make it believable. So you now have um, each one of you have bound bandit disguise. Ooh, undercover work. More for my resume. I mean, it doesn't mean you have to use it, but it's might oh, be I'm good for you if you can choose if you want to use that. Or, so uh, good luck to you, and uh, and um, may the speed of the uh, <laughs> uh, the Everden be with you, and also with you. <laughs> We won't fail you, sir. Uh, all, all right, Desdemona, that's enough. 
All right. Sir, yes, sir. So where would you guys like to try to go? The third peak of the Crest Mountains. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So between all of you kind of decide to go after the Bandit Coalition headquarters, the, the stronghold in the mountain pass. And so uh, we'll say you take a short rest um, and you make your way down to uh, through the um, the Alderheart uh, tree at the base and you make your way a couple of hours travel to the base of the mountain pass after about a half day's travel. Actually, let's let's say this because it was towards dusk at that point. So. Um, so we'll say that you can take a full, a full rest, long rest, long rest. You rest up overnight. And then first thing in the morning, you head out, um, about a half day's travel towards the crest mountains of the East. Um, you make your way through the forest and in the distance, you see another giant tree structure, uh, not, not as big, um, Corax, why don't you make a um, history check? Mm, and also, plus... also Ethel. Uh, it's a sixteen for me. Uh, nine. Okay, nine. so um, I mean, you, you you don't know as much about this, but Corax, um, you're able to. You've heard about this other. It's not as tall as the Alderheart, but um, this. You think that this structure in the distance is called the Avier, uh, or sorry, the Avium, uh, and which is the Bird Folk Tower of Libraries, Scholars, and Druidic Magics. Um, it's it's a pretty amazing site. It has these little like kind of branches that go off with sort of like topiary domes uh, over each branch, and um, but it would it would take off your journey quite a bit. But uh, it's kind of a cool site to. Um, that you haven't seen. So you continue Solius on. Silius would love that. Yeah. Uh, you continue on until you reach the base of the mountains and you start heading up the jagged slopes of the crest mountains tower before you. Their peaks are obstructed by clouds. You can't see the top. There is a single path ahead. The daunting ascent up the mountain looks to be the only way up the mountain to the bandit stronghold. As you climb up the mountain, the path gets more rock and you have to use each other to help and larger boulders and rougher patches are in your way. Um, I need everybody to make a survival check. Eight. Okay. 20. Okay. Uh, eight. F- 15. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so Korax and Warbles, you guys are okay. Um, Everyone else, you suffer one point of exhaustion. Oh. What was that Which, from? Traveling uphill over difficult terrain. Um, it's it's more labor intensive to kind of get up these like steeper ascents. Um, you're just kind of just kind of winded, and so uh, exhaustion. Somebody can help me out here. Basically, first uh, level of exhaustion, you get disadvantage <laughs> on ability checks. Yeah, so you have disadvantage, um, and I'm—I forget how long that lasts. Uh, until a long rest, a long rest takes out a, a point of exhaustion. Okay, so the three of you have one point of exhaustion, just disadvantage ability checks. All right, um, and uh, as you're kind of making your way over these uh, you know, rocks, warbles, 
you hear a couple of uh, rustling of pebbles kind of in the distance to your right. I give the stop sign and the look over there sign. No, wait, over there. Over there, yeah. And uh, do I see any signs of people or a possible hiding spot? So you actually see rising up uh, over one of the further boulders. Oh, no. Kitty. (laughs) Is a large um, uh, feline entity with rocky kind of crag uh, sort of fur encrusted, um, you know, armor and kind of a tufted, uh, a tufted uh, ear uh, growls at you with yellow glowing eyes. Um, and goes, and one of them pops up and then to your left Korax, you actually notice another one um, pops up as well. And I need all of you to roll initiative. So first we'll have, uh, Desdemona. Six. Uh, Ethel. Nine. Aerith. Nineteen. Korax. Also 19. Oh. Warbles. 23. I crit again. Nice. God. And I you got two natural 20s, Zach? Jeez. Both on initiative rolls, which means <laughs> it still counts. It still yeah. counts. I'm doing, I'm donating, I'm donating a dollar for, well, I just did three campaigns. So every nice. natural 20, I'm donating a dollar to the World Health Organization. Yay. That's really cool of you, man. So we've got five from Humblewood so far. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, so there is a mountain lion to your right and a mountain lion to your left. They're both about 30 feet away. Warbles is up first. What are you going to do? I told you about my fighter friend, right? I'm going to do that again, and I'm going to shoot a longbow attack to my right. Okay. So mountain line number one, go ahead and make it a 15, uh, 15 just hits. Yeah. Uh, six damage. Kind of, I don't know what a cat sounds like when it's hurt. You know, big mountain lion, um, does not like it. Okay. Uh, Corex followed by, Aerith. um, how far away are these kitties? Uh, they are about 30 feet away. I'm going to try to circle around whichever one's closer and try to sneak up behind it. Okay. Right or left. They're both about the same distance. Uh, Whichever one um, warbles Warbles. did not attack. Okay. So you're going to do mountain lion number two on the left. Um, And so you're going to kind of kind of try to flank it a little bit. Yeah. I want to I want to try to sneak attack it. I want to try to sneak up. (laughs) Okay. While it's distracted by everybody else. Uh, I will say roll a stealth check. You got it. Uh, 19. Okay, you're able to sneak up. Uh, its attention is very much on it's very much on Warbles, who just attacked one of its friends. So you're able to sneak up, and it does not notice you. All right, so I have... Uh, <laughs> it occurs to me I didn't actually need to do that because I haven't gone... I, I am an assassin, yeah. so... Uh, at my, I am at my deadliest when I have the drop on the end. I have advantage on attack rolls against any creature that hasn't taken a turn in this combat yet. 
which would be this one. Uh, yep. In addition, any hit <laughs> you score against a creature that is surprised is a critical hit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that counts as surprised. Otherwise, it, it's, but I also it's get sneak attack that. bonus. Yeah. It is not surprised, but... Um, but, but I'll get my but, sneak attack bonus. Yeah, you cool. get sneak attack. All right. Uh, so let's see. With my short sword, 17. That will hit. All right. And then let's see. Sneak attack is what? Plus a D6. 2D6 plus 3. Okay. Nine attack. Um, and then I will use my bonus to uh, try to... Nah, you know what? With my bonus, I'm gonna attack it with my. Uh, I'll, I'll attack with my offhand dagger. Okay. Which is here, which will no longer get uh, uh, advantage or sneak. I don't think because it yeah, now knows where I am. Yeah, just yeah. the first one. Uh, 18, uh, 23 to hit. That hits. And one damage. Okay, so total is ten. 10 damage. Korax, a dark, shadowy figure, kind of pops out, slashes uh, at the mountain lion, and it winces in pain, turns its head, whips it at you, you know, bears its fangs, and it is focused on you. You just did some damage. Uh, that ends your turn. Ah! Okay, yeah, you squawk at it. Aerith, you're up, followed by Ethel. Did, <clears throat> did the one that Korvax uh, uh, just attacked... Did it? Did that make it move any closer? No, it's still thirty feet away. It didn't move yet. Okay. Um, well, I can get closer to it. I can't attack it, I guess, because I'm I'm five feet short. But uh, I will run my full movement towards that one. Okay. The same one. And don't throw the bandit uh, sword. <laughs> I'm not gonna throw it. <laughs> I'm not gonna throw this one. Uh, I will. <laughs> I will do my. Uh, I'll do my uh, hedge feature. I will curl up oh. as my action. Um, so my AC goes up to 19. Um, and if they <laughs> if they try and if it tries to attack me, it takes takes some piercing from the quills. And your uh. speed your speed increases exponentially. And you can and if you get hit, you. Would, Gold pops out of you, right? I I gotta <laughs> go fast. <laughs> yeah, he does not turn into Sonic, but he does turn into a little sea urchin. <laughs> yeah, I'm a land urchin. Yes, just, yeah, just very an cool. urchin. <laughs> so you see, you see Aerith run forward and right in front of the mountain lion, just go and kind of turn into a ball, and all of his quills go, you know, kind of stick out. Um, very cool looking. Very cool defensive maneuver. Okay. Uh, Ethel, you're up. Um, okay. Uh, so I'm going to run up to the one that was already hit. Oh. Which one do you want? The one that, that uh, Warbles hit, or the one that Korax slashed? Uh, I'll go to the one that Warbles hit. Okay. And how far away is it from me? Sorry. 30 feet. 30 feet. Okay, cool. So I can reach him. And bam, I'm going to bust out my, my great sword and I'm going to attempt an attack. Okay. And that's uh, 13 to hit. That will miss. Ooh. Well. Um, swipe. Yeah, that's my turn. Yeah. All right. Des Desdemona. That's okay. All right. Desdemona is going to, as a bonus action, cast Shield of Faith on herself. Joel, give me a plus two to AC. And then I'm okay. going to run up right next to Ethel 
and I'm going to do an attack with my mace. And I'm going to say, Dub, animal control time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, roll roll an attack. Okay, okay. Uh, with disadvantage, I think. Or no, not not disadvantage. Um, that's just for ability. Never yeah. mind. Six. Six. Okay, that misses. End of turn. Okay. <laughs> All right. The first mountain lion, which is in front of Warbles and Ethel and Desdemona. Um, and now I want to taunt it, too, since I cast the, the shield and say, Okay. On to me, foul beast. Uh, It does not like that. (laughs) It just kind of sneers at you. And so that one, it's going to kind of lean back and then it preens forward and roars this mighty mystic roar. And it has this kind of weird echo to it. And then you hear the rocks above you and uh, around you start to fall towards you. I need um, the three of you, Ethel, Desdemona, and Warbles to make a dexterity saving. It's a five. Seven. Twelve. Five, seven, and twelve. Okay. Each one of you take 13 bludgeoning damage. Oof. And are knocked prone by a bunch Uh-oh. of boulders. A bunch of Total boulders. Flare kill. So the three of you are prone. No. Okay. Uh, the second mountain lion, which is facing off against Korak and wow. a spiny um, bull <laughs> in front of it, which it just look, kind of looks ah. like like rawr. <laughs> Uh, but it's going to make a swipe um, at Korax. Hmm. You hear a very muffled from inside the urchin. You just hear, come on, come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it kind of looks at you like, uh. oh, actually, <laughs> make <laughs> No, 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 never mind. Um, <laughs> okay, it's going to pounce at Korax. It's going to make a pounce attack. Um, Korax, make a strength saving throw. That's a natural 20. So that's Ooh, an extra, nice. dollar, for da- extra dollar for David. Uh, minus one. So 19. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it leaps at you and uh, you dodge out of the way uh, deftly as oh. as you have been trained to do. So it it misses its kind of uh, that's its movement um, as a pounce but it's going to make uh, one claw attack Um, that is a 15 to hit my AC is 15 oh so that just hits yeah okay Um, so with its claws it's going to swipe Um, it only rolled a 1 plus 3 so that's going to be 4 slashing damage ow Blank. Slashes at you. Okay, that's the second mountain lion. Top of the round goes to Warbles, followed by Korax. You are currently prone. I will stand. Okay, that's half your movement. And doesn't matter. Got a long bow. The one, <laughs> they're both still, neither of them close to uh, You're close to it. It's standing on a boulder, which is about five feet above you. So could I still hit that with a ranged weapon? or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that. for sure. Yeah, another long bow strike at that one. 
Okay. I'm going to use my faded ability, which is, I think, a Loomis ability, and I'm going to reroll. Okay. 21. That will hit. And that will do 10 damage. Oh, 10 damage. All right. And it does not like that. Uh, Korax, you're up, followed right. by Aerith. Uh, I believe Aerith is now within five feet of Mr. Mountain Lion. Is that he correct? is, yes. Okay, so my sneak attack works here as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so assuming I can hit it, uh, let's see, 16 plus 5, 21 to hit. That, that hits. All right, and then three, that's seven damage, which is a uh, 19 to hit. That also hits. And four, so 11 damage total. Okay, 11 total. And that'll end my turn. It's looking pre- pretty bloody. Um, Get him, Aerith. Okay, Aerith, you're up. You are in uh, spiky ball form. What would you like to <laughs> it, it, it still didn't move any closer, really, to me, right? It did not move closer. Uh, Ethel, you're oh, up man. next. Well, well, that was... Uh, uh, I'll come out of the ball. I'll close the gap and attack it with my scimitar. Okay. Uh, that's 17 to hit. That hits. Yes. Just some damage. D6. Ooh, that's a four. <laughs> uh, four damage. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hurt. All right. Um, that's your turn. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'll stay right next to it. Okay, yes. <laughs> uh, Ethel, you're up. And Desdemona, you're up. Uh, I am going to attempt yet again to attack uh, the lion that is closest to me. Okay, do you want to stand up? You're knocked prone. Oh, uh, is that my action? It's No, it's just your half your movement. Half your oh. movement. Well, I'm already on it, so yes. Yes, I would like to use okay. my movement. Stand so. up, and then you're going to make an attack. Cool. Yes. So uh, that was a 15 to hit. That just hits. <laughs> Dope. Okay. So, and I'm again going to divine strength. So that's going to be three plus. So at 12 damage. Okay. Swipe at its legs. Ow. And it kind of and does a little right. like kitty, kind of kitty paw, kind of like, ow, ow. <laughs> you know, kind of doing that little quick twitch that kitties do. And I, in that moment of, of finally successfully attacking it, I'm going to, in my most intimidating voice, say, you should uh, leave us alone, okay? <laughs> and that was, roll intimidation check. <laughs> Do I have disadvantage because of my exhaustion? You have disadvantage because of exhaustion. You're like, you should... <laughs> okay, so that was a 19 plus uh, 5, so that's 24. 17 plus 5, so that's a 22. Uh, okay. All right. It... it- does not like what you said and is thrown off by it, but it doesn't leave. So. It is a little uh, intimidated, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Desdemona, you're up. All right, Desdemona's going to stand up, and Warbles, is Warbles in the melee range with us? Uh, yes, he's kind of in your little patch right there. Okay, I'm going to run over to Warbles, and I'm going to lay on uh, hand and I'm going to uh, cast Cure Wounds. So 1d8 plus plus 2. 
Thank you, my friend. I feel right. less in danger. Have some Cleric. backup. Cleric does some healing. Okay. Me to roll. Is that your turn? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's that's Isn't my turn. Isn't that a basically. bonus action? I don't think so. No. Cure, oh, you did cure wounds, not, not healing cure, wounds. Cure wounds. Yeah. Sorry, okay. JK. Yeah, yeah so you Zach, roll, you can roll you that. Roll. Um, so the, the first mountain lion, the one that did the mystic roar last time, is going to make... It's going to jump down and make a uh, bite attack at Ethel. Oh. Um, that is a 13 to hit. That's not enough. Okay, so it misses. The second mountain lion, uh, now seeing uh, Aerith pop out of its spiny ball, sees a new... Because uh, the other <laughs> one was very fast. So it's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swipe at this one. It's going to make a claw attack. And that will probably miss. It's a seven. That is a miss. So it swipes, also misses. Um, Gotta go uh, fast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Top of the round is Warble. All right. We will. I'm going to take another longbow shot at this this tiger. They're both up right now. Which one looks more? The the one that you're attacking. The one that you're attacking looks kind of weak. I've had about enough of this. I'm going to give it another longbow shot for 17 damage. Yeah. 17 damage? No, 17 to hit. 10 damage. 17 hits, and you take it out. (laughs) Falls back um, on the boulder, slumped over. You hear kind of like, and uh, it is uh, unconscious. Um, I turn to the other one, and I make a do my best cat impression like cat roar (laughs) (laughs) Uh, make an intimidation check yeah 15 it uh, turns to run away hey you better run try (laughs) well do you can you get an attack of opportunity Oh, I thought he had to wait till his turn to run. No, I'll just because he's just going to run. All if right, you want to, if you want to attack, you can. Heck yeah, twenty three to hit. That hits. Seven damage. <laughs> okay, seven. Uh, it doesn't take it down, but it's definitely bleeding from the side, and it's kind of limping a little bit. Kind of goes off, you know, sixty feet away from you. Turns around, kind of licks its paw, and right. it kind of bears its fangs and runs off. I point um, my feather finger at him and say, "Don't come back." <laughs> all right. Uh, so you have chased off the mountain lions. All right. Um, you have uh, successfully defeated some mountain lions that tried to attack you along the way. Does uh, anybody need any healing? I could use a little. Do we want to take a short rest or continue on? You take a short rest if you like. Rest. It doesn't matter. Uh, then I'm just going to I'm going to lay on hands myself for 10 Okay. All right. So you heal up and you continue on uh, up the mountain path. You feel the air getting thin as as you're high in the atmosphere. There's a chill in the wind as it ruffles your feathers or fur, respectively. Uh, you peek 
finally you get over to where it looks like you can't really go much further and you peek over a craggy ridge to see a building embedded in the rock. Its outer walls are fortified in stone with parapets on the high 100-foot walls and a drawbridge connecting the main road. Um, There are some other inner buildings, but it's hard to make out because of the outer fortifications. You have reaped the bandit stronghold of the Crest Mountains. (laughs) 